0: Major changes to the Federal Long-Term Care Insurance Program on today's Fed Pilot.
1: Welcome to FedPilot, where we help make federal retirement benefits understandable for humans like you. Oh, Cassie, Cassie, Cassie. This topic. <laughs> I read an article and I was like mind-blown. What the heck just happened? Um and this is so- gonna change. This this changes a lot. Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: Let's fa- let's back up, though, to before where wasn't it a few months ago, you had somebody in your workshop who had mentioned something about the federal long term care program kind of being unstable financially.
1: Yes. Yeah. The, yeah. They they said, uh, a- as I was just talking to mm-hmm. someone, put a comment in saying, hey, by the way, and, and, and that's one thing, uh, one really cool thing about teaching federal employees, is sometimes we get the people in our class who are in the know, who really know things before they actually come out. And so this person had to have been one of them because they said, "Um, there are some changes coming with the the long-term care, the federal long-term care, and they're going to be raising prices here pretty soon. And I was like, hmm, I haven't read that, heard that, seen that anywhere yet. And then I read an article on it this week and... It's a lot different than what any of us expected. You want to explain kind of what's going on?
0: Yeah, so essentially the the federal long term care insurance program is so unstable financially that they are having to um, not accept any new enrollees really for the next two years. And this will start happening on December 19th. And So if you can get an application in before then, um by all means please submit an application you still will have to qualify medically to get the coverage and there might be private insurance options or other um, ways to get that coverage that might be more financially uh, uh, you know better for you but that's not for me to say um I would just say look at your options before you get into this program because I have a feeling that um even after they stop accepting the applications for the next two years, there's still going to have to be a significant rate increase for those who are enrolled in the program in order to, for them to quali- or to continue in the program. Um, because it's such a, a financial disaster for the federal long-term insurance program. And I mean, I don't like to say that, but that's, that's the reality of it. There's so much going out as opposed to coming in. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like they're they're on the road to being to running out of money. It's uh, by yeah. you know, just we, we I, I don't know how long. But yeah, we saw much-
1: this coming, though. I mean, not maybe this exact thing, but we saw this coming because when long term care insurance first arrived on the scene in the world, everyone got into it and everyone was offering it. And then then as things went along, they started realizing. Um, <clears throat> For us insurance companies, it's not such a great deal because uh, we're paying people are living longer because of modern medicine has done a great job, which we're all thankful for. But that just means we live longer in a state where we need long term care. And so all of a sudden they're thinking, wait, this is not, this is, not. so now there are only about four or five companies that do long term care anymore. They've all gotten out of it because it doesn't, it isn't profitable for them except for about four or five companies. Um, John Hancock provides the federal long-term care insurance program. They do not offer long-term care insurance to anyone else except for federal employees. That's the only place that they do it. They got out of all the rest, but they kept it for here because they have the, they have the contract and they're kind of obligated to do that. Um, But That doesn't change the financial situation of long-term care. So they Mm -hmm. have had to, six years ago in 2016, they raised the prices an average of 83%. Now, six years later, they're taking even more drastic uh, measures and saying no one can join for two years. And like you said, We don't know about increases in prices so far. Uh, That one person who is in the know said, yep, it's coming. So I can see that's still coming in the two years. And then at the end of the two years, there's no guarantee that they'll actually even open it back up. They may just say, you know what? We just can't anymore. Or, you know, it's completely changed. Or it could be, we've opened up, we're back. We don't know what that's like yet.
0: Right, right. And then, you know, what does that, again, do for the people who are already enrolled in the program as well? Right. Um, you're, you know, they're probably going to be stuck with a premium increase. Of course, nothing is set in stone yet. Um, we have, let's just say there's no concrete evidence that there will be. However, um, if you read a lot of the different articles, it they're doing the the hold for the two years because of the unstable um, mm-hmm. financial situation of the program itself. And so that that's just a big indicator that it's, it's a good possibility. And like you said, you know, six, seven years ago, they had the, the 83% increase. Um, <clears throat> and I want to say was it wasn't long before that, where they had another significant increase. And so right. on average, I mean, if we average it out over 10 years, it's a good eight to 9% per year increase on premiums. If you want to keep the same coverage. Now, some might have an option where they can select less coverage and keep the same premium. um, But then what are you giving up as far as what you're going to need later on or possibly need later on. So Mm -hmm. you know, and There's a couple of other things with this program as well. It doesn't offer spousal discounts like some other programs do. It doesn't count for the state partnership program because it's technically not a policy. It's more of a contract that the government has with the uh, uh, servicer or or John Hancock, if you will, the administrator of the program. Um, So the the employee doesn't own what they have right? The government owns that, owns that contract, So it's, it's kind of a a difficult or not, uh, not difficult, but different thing, you know, that that people think it is, they think, Oh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to sign up for this, and it will all be good. But then, you know, depending on where you are, and and what the requirements are for you to have long term care insurance, or or some sort of that uh, coverage there, then, you know, it's, it's not going to just uh, work for you in, in what you're trying to accomplish. So you got to be very careful on getting into the program and and why you're getting into the program, you know, are you trying to satisfy that state partnership? um, uh, Need? Are you getting Mm -hmm. it because you feel like you need to have that coverage because of, you know, family members who have had um, or needed additional care? Like, what does that look like? For you? And why are you getting it? And Like I said, there might be other ways to cover um, the need without getting traditional long term care programs uh, in, So, you know, again, it's it's very important to talk to somebody who understands uh, the long term care insurance program in general, but then also the federal federal side and and everything else to make sure that um, you're getting what you need uh, in place.
1: Yeah. You know, when I do my in-person workshops, I you know, could have 50 people sitting there and I say, all right, raise your hand, please. If you have long-term care coverage of any type. And guess how many hands go up?
0: I would say maybe
1: 10%. Maybe one of those. So, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe one of those people say, yeah, I have it. And that's it. It's... Yeah hardly anyone does and and at the same time i get it it's important however to dive into this now if we push this out a few years let's say someone did get the federal long-term care insurance program and and jumps in before december 19th or or has been in already then Let's say 20, let's say they're 60, 20 years, 25 years when they're 85, they need long-term care help. Now, well, what have been the price hikes since then? What's the likelihood I mean, if it's go, if it went up 83% 6 years ago and it's going to do that again, what's the likelihood that they're actually going to be able to have afforded it that whole time and have not dropped it already? And if they do drop it, all of their money is gone. They right. don't get any of it back. Now, there are programs in the <laughs> in the in the outside world in the open market that don't work that way. That just some quick examples. There are hybrids. There's there's, you know, you pay into for example, a life insurance where hey, I'm going to use my life insurance before I die for long term care stuff so it's kind of a dual purpose or ones where you pay into it and then you actually can finish paying into it and be done paying into it rather than continuing on for the rest of your life and you can always make sure you get it back or prices never increase or all these different things. Um, so there are a lot of options out there that people are going to have to now look at because they're not going to have the option for the next two years to get into long term care. So. It's almost a forced, you know, you got to look outside, period. You don't have a choice now.
0: Right. Right. And like to your point, you know, there's there's other programs that have living benefits for chronic uh, illness, um, terminal illness, you know, those sort of things. So that way, if you do need um, some sort of. Um, monies to take care of yourself prior to a uh, kick in the bucket, if you will, that you're able to draw on that benefit um, instead of the the benefit being paid out to, to your family. But that's why, um, you know, it's, it's those kind of things in the, the different programs that really help um, you as the employee to make sure that you still have some coverage and make that money work for you in more than one way, because then you can also get a life insurance program as well. And so um, and that's just one example, right? There's annuities that have uh, those living benefits, like yep. you were saying. You can self-insure. Uh, there's a mm-hmm. couple of different options depending on what your situation is financially, um, what it is that you're that you think you may need, um, or what's available in your state, because different states might have different rules as well as far as um, living benefits or or uh, you know different types of coverage um as far as life insurance and and long-term care so it's very important to talk to somebody who understands those different rules who can really assist you in in making sure that the decisions the decisions that you are trying to make are actually going to be beneficial for you because the the last thing you want to do is pay into something that you may or may not use and or may or may not be beneficial for you Um, i know i don't want to lose money any more than i have to (laughs) and so I don't want to pay into a program that isn't going to be used or has no return of premium uh, or anything like that, because it's it's just a waste of money if or when I may need it. um, There's no guarantees there (laughs) because
1: you may not. You may just be healthy as as all get out until the very end. Right, Cassie?
0: Well, actually, yeah, that's how my grandpa died. He didn't need any any care. His heart just stopped.
1: There you go. Yeah.
0: I mean, so yeah. it happens to people. They don't necessarily need care. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then you, again, paid into the premium or into this program that you're not going to use. And that doesn't feel good.
1: No. So. No. Mm-hmm. This is a big topic. And I, I in the workshop, all the topics that we talk about, I think people kind of either generally know what it's about and kind of why to do it. Or they know a lot about, you know, like a pension. A lot of people know a lot about the pension. And, but they may not know hardcore particulars that we go into. But they'll go into, okay, I know what a pension is. I generally know how it works, right? With long-term care, most people haven't even thought about it. It's not, I mean, they're not even to the point of learning about it yet because they haven't even thought, should I even do it? They don't care about it until... And, and I'll actually... So when I say who has long term care and that one person in 50 raises their hands, I'll ask and almost every time this happens, uh, it's just like clockwork, I say, OK, you, yeah. why do you have this? And they said, because I watched my mom go through it. I watched my dad. I watched my grandparent go through it. I watched a brother go through it. And I realized I've got to add almost every single time. Once they see the effects of it, they're like, um, yes, please. I want it now. And I, I've got mm. to take care of this because they see how disastrous it can be. So uh, I don't think, Cassie, you and I brought any comfort, any, <laughs> any any hope. I just probably brought up more questions. But these are questions that people have to ask with the changes that are going to happen. Um, yeah, I, I and sometimes it isn't. Our job right here isn't to bring hope and happiness all the time. That's what we love to love to bring. But at the same time, we have to bring reality to say, hey, we need to look at these things. And that's kind of where we are with long-term care. Yep,
0: for yeah. sure.
1: Okay, well, thank you very much. Uh, we may have to do a follow-up on this a little later on once we find out some things that are happening. So everyone stay tuned. Join us for our Fed Pilot Workshop. Thanks for joining us. Tens of thousands of federal employees have relied on the FedPilot workshops to help them navigate the complex world of federal retirement benefits. Join us at one of the many FedPilot workshops held each month. Register for free at FedPilot.com and we'll see you there.